0: Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Youthscape podcast with me, Rachel Gardner, and our wonderful producer, Amy. And Martin Saunders sat across the table. Now, Martin, this is the summer. As we record this, it's live and it's the summer. What are some of those signals in your life that let you know the summer holidays Mm. have actually arrived? They're here. Even if it's raining, even if it's cold, the summer is here. How do you know that?
1: I tell you very practically and very boringly, I look at my diary and it doesn't have as much in it. (sighs) You know, like the week... So normally, all the after school clubs, all the sporting fixtures and things that I'm just basically the taxi service for have dried up and I just have a weekend. That's quite nice. That's nice. And I get to the end of my to-do list as well. It's the other thing, July and August, the only part of the year when my to-do list goes down to two or three things and my inbox is manageable. And I feel like this is how it should always be. And I make all these grand pronouncements about, from September, I'm keeping it like this. I'm not going to, it's just like all the way through COVID. I'm not going to let my life fill up again.
0: But you do. You just do. know you will. Of course, I will. And you're and you're ready. You're just holding back the waters, aren't you? Yeah. I, um, I I feel that the house and my memories of summer as a child. And we're talking about the UK, so it's not always particularly blisteringly hot. But my memory is that it all gets a bit faded. Like mm. you wear the same clothes every day and it just fades in the sun, and like you don't put shoes on, oh, and yeah. and things all grow a little bit feral and it goes a bit <laughs> crazy. And and I always think like with the work thing, I have to say. I'm a massive fan of Sabbath rest. We need to do that, having a holiday. But I feel that every summer I get to the end of summer and go, I crunched that. I kind of did some work. I kind of didn't. I mushed it all up. Like, I wonder, have you ever like taken a whole three months of doing nothing, or a whole month of doing nothing in the summer? I've never done that. No.
1: Do you know a few years ago somebody very wise, Jill Rowe, in fact, just to drop a name, Jill Rowe, Jill Rowe counselled me always take a two-week break every year. You don't have to go away, yeah, but always have two full weeks where you turn off your email and you properly... St- and you realise that it's only four or five days into a break that you really start to unwind. Now, that's a privileged thing to say, but if it mm. is possible, I think... To take a full two weeks, and if you can take even more than that, then wonderful. But it I've never done that. It does feel
0: like a privilege. And I, okay, let's 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 take the gloves off and the masks off, but keep okay. the clothes on, because I wondered. I wanted to ask you about this because I have been building WhatsApp groups like there's no tomorrow. I am oh, yeah. that really frustrating person that's like. There's more than one other person that I want to talk to. I'm going to set up a WhatsApp group about this. So I have been doing those. Um, and recently, somebody on my WhatsApp group decided to go on holiday, which they are totally at liberty to do for two weeks. And they announced in the WhatsApp group that they're coming off the group to go on holiday. And oh. my reaction was, just mute it. Why? Why? Why have you, why have you come off it? What why, why, why are you not why are you not on my group what's wow. so good about you that you're not on my group it was an awful reaction oh my
1: god! it was really my eyes went a bit blurry then. I don't think I'd ever quite realised how mum's net you are
0: <laughs> wow but have you I mean are you finding that because there, there's a definite divide with those that are hot, staycationing in their house Yes, and those which are is what a staycation is. In, but they're using the word vacation, but going to a different part of the UK. Yeah, and
1: those people Cornwall. are, I would say, I'm going to stop short of saying evil, but they're definitely <laughs> not in the will of God. And don't
0: put photos on Instagram about it. Don't look like you're actually having a holiday. Yeah. At least make it out. It's not fun. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm like, I believe in holidays and I'm telling everybody to take a break. And when they do, I'm like really annoyed with them. That's not good, is it? That's not I mean, that's not good. That's a little crazed from you. Is at it least. <laughs> no, I want them to have holidays, but I think after this season of us yeah, no, I'm not going to redeem this so. I eyes. love the thought no. that
1: you have basically, because you are technical technologically speaking very special indeed. <laughs> and and you but i
0: know how to make whatsapp groups
1: like you've just shown me that you know like there's an email function that you yeah. just discovered that everyone else knew about 10 years ago yeah and and so whatsapp is Send. that an, is that actually a new thing for you
0: well it's a fairly new thing and i just feel like i can like maximize talk to everybody at once which is my kind of perfect space isn't it there's something you, you don't know one I, do you know
1: what i've been waiting to tell you this what is that? There's something i've been waiting to tell you so rachel went um, a long time without a phone recently. Yes, I did. So you had a phone, you had a mobile device, but didn't actually make phone no, calls. No, didn't. And so, the, so what would happen is you'd be walking down the street and there would be a <laughs> video call from Rachel because that's the only kind of... Yeah. Um, and I... So, so I'll often like answer it and I'll be walking down the street and your face is just, you know, bobbing up and down along the street as I yeah. walk along. Uh, and that was all became perfectly normal. Like yeah. I was living in an episode of The Apprentice. <laughs> Uh, Holding my phone out in front of me to talk to. And then one morning I was rushing around like a mad thing. And you ring, you usually ring me after school drop off. I do. A very clear time that you ring me. And I was having a shower and I jumped into the shower and I, I saw my, and I picked up my phone and I was about to do.
0: Oh no, answer uh, it. uh, Here's a weird insight. Here's a weird
1: (laughs) insight into my, into my life. I pray in the shower. (sighs) So I have an
0: app, I have an app oh. that I
1: use, the 24-7 prayer app, and I pop and I flick it on Yes. Uh, just as I step in the shower and I start like six minutes of prayer, which Lovely. I do while I'm showering. bit weird, but no, now good. you all know it's about effective. it. Um, it's just, you know, it's just good time management. Yeah, it is. And so um, I just as I flicked my finger to flick it on, absolutely stark naked, a FaceTime video oh. call oh, pops no. up from you. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. if I and I just I cannot mm. tell you how how close I was to um the end of our friendship. to turning to pressing the green button oh, and appearing no. on the screen. That
0: time in the morning. Oh yeah, my goodness. For for
1: everybody involved, that would have been a have been career for. defining moment.
0: <laughs> Woo, so, so thank anyway, you, Lord, for that. It didn't. So happen. there we go. So that's why I
1: ignored your call that morning. That's why
0: I left that abusive message. That is great. Well, now we've got all that off our uh, off our chest and off the table. <laughs> rest of it, I feel that now we can now sort of talk about the country that we're going to. Yes, because <laughs> really that's why everyone's tuned in. Yes, not to listen to us whittling on about our dysfunction around oh, holidays. How you say that, but to hear the voices of our tribe around the world, and it's, it has been great. We we sort of are, are recognising that these different voices we're hearing, there are some themes that come up. Yep. Number one. These leaders don't take themselves too seriously. No. Have you noticed that? Very good. We're speaking to leaders who are, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a leader in a local church setting. These leaders lead like lots of people like me. So they're, like, they're leading huge numbers of people. They've got a huge yeah. status. But they just don't kind of, they don't believe their own hype. I love no. that. And they they're get a
1: random injured. email from you and me. <laughs> can, we going, you? can we do an interview with you tomorrow? Their Not life?
0: very important podcast. Oh,
1: they say yes. <laughs> they
0: say yes. So we're so grateful and, we're, and we love that, that actually there's a lot of humanity in this. Uh, and the country that we're going to today it's yes. actually quite close by. I feel like I feel like we know this country, even though we probably oh, haven't been there. Yes, absolutely. People, it's Holland. Oh, I love Holland. We're going to Holland, the land of windmills and clogs. I own clogs. Wow. Actually, you I You just own. went
1: straight for the stereotypes.
0: I did. I did, but it, there are lots of windmills, which you will soon find out. Are you ready now, Martin? Oh,
1: is it time for the fun facts?
0: It's the fun facts about Holland. Very important first one. Holland and the Netherlands are the same place.
1: (laughs) No way. I have
0: to put that out there.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. I
0: feel like I've saved lots of socially awkward situations because us Brits, we do get that muddled up. Well, here we go. Number two, the Dutch are the tallest nation in the world. The average Dutch man is six foot tall and the average Dutch woman is five foot seven. Wow. I'm five foot seven. I'm six foot with my heels on. So it's interesting, isn't it? They are a tall nation. Why is that? Nobody knows, including Wikipedia. There is, they you know, do know. You
1: know there is a theory.
0: Do you know yeah? the theory? Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: a, it's a theory around uh, milk drinking.
0: Is that genuine? Yeah, yeah.
1: The theory is that um, since the sort of pasteurization and mass production of cow's milk, uh, people have generation on generation got much, much taller. So it's only over the last 150 years or so that the average height has gone from sort of five foot to nearly six foot.
0: You, see, you go to old churches and you see the little doors, don't you? You think, my goodness, people were smaller. Weren't yeah, they, they were.
1: So But the Dutch, the little... Holland, Holland's full of cows.
0: Oh, that's not one of my fun facts. Yeah. But I'm sure you're right. So it could be that. Ever wondered where the term Dutch courage comes from, Martin?
1: I, I've. Do you know I have wondered?
0: Have you wondered? It's because they are the inventors of gin. Oh, is it's that right? It is, it is. <laughs> yes. They invented gin. Aww. So there we go. I love this. Uh, Holland has some famous phrases. Here is a famous phrase that you've never heard of. Learned young when you're old it's done. Oh no, wait a minute. i just put a comma in. <laughs> you, have you read this no. first? <laughs> or just got your assistant to print it off? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just print it off. Learned young when you're old it's done. And this shows their love of learning and of not shying away from difficult conversations with children. Ah. It's a good phrase. Yeah, it's great. Isn't it? Yeah, well,
1: let's try and get that into conversation today.
0: That's very topical. Uh, the world's largest robot <laughs> is in the Netherlands. Okay,
1: that's my kind of fact.
0: <laughs> and what, it's is, what does a gate. it do? It's a giant gate that holds back water. So I don't think, in any way, shape, or form, it actually looks like a robot. It is just like right. a, probably a, a robotic bridge yeah. gate. This
1: is a massive machine.
0: It's just a massive machine. <laughs>
1: Okay, but you got a robot to pique my interest.
0: Yes. Okay. Two big eyes and standing there holding back the water, which matters because next fun fact: half of the country is at or below sea level. Wow. That really matters. So I couldn't have a mountainous comment about Holland because half the country is below or at sea level. Now I did not know this. If I said to you, coziness is a philosophical way of life, would you associate that with Holland?
1: cosiness is a way of life. Life,
0: yeah. That philosophy. No, that feels more Norwegian. It does, but actually it's Dutch. It. it is Dutch. And it's a philosophy that underpins everything. You need to be comfortable, you need to be cozy and you need to be organized.
1: Oh, they are organized.
0: Organized, cozy and comfortable. That that feels good that actually. That's good. Yeah. I'm not very cozy and comfortable if the if the place is not organized. I like that. Oh, so I, I think know. maybe I'm more Dutch than I am Norwegian.
1: I tell you my, my fun fact, it's not really a fun fact about <laughs> I, I've been to Holland. It's one of the few countries on our list that I've actually been to. And um, the, the, the English speaking amongst the Dutch is absolutely incredible. They're
0: extraordinary. They speak
1: English better than we do. They do,
0: yeah.
1: It's actually, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> and they all speak English yes. perfectly. It's incredible. So um, And I found that in my interview with Martina,
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, who
1: you're going to hear in a moment. Her, her English, her English is,
0: is exquisite.
1: Absolutely perfect. Oh. And we got very excited about the fact that we almost have the same name. And oh, I, I didn't allow oh. I didn't allow too much of the interview to get sucked into that vortex. I think Amy may have I mean, it somehow. you don't want to be
0: your friend as a result of this, do you? you just... I, well,
1: do you know what? At the end of it, she asked me if I'd go and be on her podcast.
0: Oh, reciprocal. I love it. But wait a minute. Before you hear Martina, there are two more fun facts. There's no... And now, they're linked.
1: Uh, now, can I just ask, are they about Holland or are, are they a throw ahead to two weeks' time? No, they're not. Poland? They actually
0: are. Okay. I've limited myself. Okay. So they're linked. There are over a thousand windmills in Holland. Thank you. Ah. And this matters because the Dutch like to see themselves as pioneers in wind energy. <laughs> That's what it says. That's nice. And even their trains are powered by the wind. So they have an electric what? train system which serves six hundred thousand passengers every day, and they run exclusively on wind. Did they have? 100%. <laughs> I
1: know a few men that you could say that of. Um, do they have like a um, like a propeller on the front?
0: I have no idea how they do it, but they do it. Wow. <laughs> Wind-powered trains. Wind-powered trains. They's so th- I, I, mean, these like stereotypes—the windmills—like they've taken that and they've harnessed that, and they are sending trains around their nation fueled by that. There's a lot to learn from them. I feel there's
1: a lot to learn from the Dutch. <laughs> and so, as I try once again to link into the interview,
0: <laughs> you can do it now. There's I've a lot
1: that I learned from speaking to Martina.
0: One more fact, no, go for it.
1: <laughs> whose name is like mine, from Holland. uh i've never met anyone who's who's a martina before yeah we're like name twins name twins name that's right twins, Martin, so martina so you you and i'm gonna have a go actually can you you tell me how to say your tell me how to say your last name martina Versteeg. see i don't i don't even know how to because <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm clearing my
2: throat well it's it's actually that's how it sounds ver, doesn't it
1: ver or ver ver Versteych.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, that it really depends on which part of the Netherlands you live, because in the in the south you would say verstey. Oh, so that's easier. That's stay, easier. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. All yeah.
2: Right. yeah, but uh, what? to to foreigners, I love to just
1: put it in the. <laughs> where, where whereabouts in the Netherlands are you actually?
2: Um, I'm right in the dead center, actually, in uh, in, in a small village, O and it's nearby Utrecht, so it's actually uh, uh, really in the middle. Yeah. Utrecht. I Utrecht.
1: like like many many people, I know um, I know Europe by local football teams. So uh, so you've got a big football team in uh, Utrecht. Utrecht, yes. There you go. So I know where you are. Okay. So right. thanks for coming on on the podcast. Um, sure. Would love to just get a bit of a picture of youth ministry in mm. uh, in the Netherlands. I nearly said Holland. Um, mm. So, uh, so, to, what's your role first of all? What because you That's work good. with the uh, yeah. the Evangelical Alliance in yeah, in the Holland. Dutch
2: Evangelical Alliance. Uh, actually, it's a fusion with the Dutch uh, Evangelical uh, Missions Alliance. So, and it's called Missy Nederland. And what my role is actually is I'm uh, um, I'm like the leader of the network of youth ministry. Um, but uh, I think in youth, uh, youth ministry uh, it, on Europe level it's uh, usually only teenagers and young people and young adults and uh, I'm actually all gen- the whole generation next generation so that's zero to uh, adulthood actually so um, and what I do is uh, we have an, a youth ministry network about 30 40 youth uh, ministry organizations who work together uh, to see like how could we um move the church for, to live out the, um, the mission of Jesus to the next generations. So uh, my role is with the network, with these partners within the network, see like, what are the things that prohibit the local church to live out that mission and, um, um, and see what we can do, what themes we need to get movement and innovation on. So
1: Wow. And, yeah. and so, because everyone who's listening to this is already thinking it, your, your English is insanely good. <laughs> but that but that's obviously that that is um that's that, a dutch thing is that it?
2: is a dutch thing but i'm a bit i, I do still have like um, i um i was uh 4 months old when my parents took me to indonesia they were missionaries so that's okay. the reason and there i i sat i was in a board, uh, boarding school american boarding school for 2 3 years so uh, that's the reason, but still, I, it takes. Sometimes it takes me. It, it's sometimes searching words, uh, but my accent is pretty. Uh... Do you? Do you actually? Can you
1: think in English?
2: Um, uh, depends. If I like a, a few years ago, I went to the youth ministry uh, weekend, and then you're talking the whole time in English, and after a while, you you go, oh, I'm thinking in English or something. So it's wow. it's not the whole time, but yeah.
1: I just I find myself with someone with someone like you. I just find myself apologizing. The whole time for my lack of—I I don't know any Dutch. Yeah. I can't even say your name for goodness' sake. <laughs> and 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 also, sorry for Brexit. Uh, mm, just mention that now. That, yeah. I mean, it wasn't me, but mm. uh, but we're sorry. Um, so so moving on. What um, what would be a sort of bird's eye view then, a sort of a big picture yeah. view of of a youth ministry across the Netherlands.
2: Well, uh, one thing that maybe I already told you, like we have 30 to 40 uh, youth ministry organizations within the network, and that's not even every uh, youth ministry organization. So that is already something that um, shows you a little bit of the nature of youth ministry in the Netherlands. We have a history of uh, so many different churches and every church has its own youth ministry uh, organization. And uh, so, so it's it's a very diverse um, uh, field in that sense, with very different, uh, from from evangelical to really reformed um, uh, and liberal to conservative. We have a very broad range, um, and I think if if it's about youth, um, I think the the Dutch are actually more secularized than um, than the UK is. So I think that is like less than two percent that is uh, of young people that is um, christian um so yeah it's it's um what is the broad view I, I, does that say something
1: yeah do you do you see a sort of a, a a decline is there a sort of obvious sense in the last few years that that you've become more secularized that churches are struggling to keep hold mm. of young people or is it a different narrative
2: no, it, it that is actually the narrative that you hear uh, constantly from churches going like, oh, they're leaving the church. And I think what is interesting is that you've seen like um, um, it, the different de- denominations, like some denominations are, are ahead of that in the sense of that you see that the decline has gone that far that they start to... Um, uh, go more uh, dare to mo- innovate more because they, they've lost so much and others actually just now feeling the, the loss of uh, young people um, uh, going out of church but also I think that what I find interesting is that you have uh, lots of young people who are leaving the church uh, uh, in I think 20 30 years ago it would be the, the narrative but they'll they'll come back when they get kids. But that is a narrative that's really uh, ended. um, uh, And um, you see that um, they leave the church, but not all leave faith. So I think that is an interesting thing in in, in, in the Netherlands, that you actually see some movements uh, of um, Christian young people just really trying to find and to make their own um, uh, faith community. besides the 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 local churches uh, or the was it the institutionalized churches yeah
1: Yeah. and so what kind of an impact has has as covid19 had on on youth ministry so you're in touch with organizations Mm. and then churches uh you know what 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 has been the impact of the pandemic on what actually can be done with young people?
2: Mm. Well, I think what I found very interesting is that you saw that uh, it was really dependent on if your youth ministry was was based on relations or based on activities. So m- most of the churches who uh, had their youth ministry based on activities, uh, um, they it all just crumbled um, and uh, they lost their connection because they actually didn't have any connection beforehand. And uh, I think for for uh, I thought it was very interesting, especially the first months of of COVID. Uh, you would hear these stories of youth ministry uh, where they did build relationships, and actually young people were standing up and saying like, "Okay, what can we do? Uh, and can we start doing groceries for uh, elderly uh, people?" Or uh, but those were the the youth ministry. Uh, places where there was actually built uh, dis- uh, relationship built between leaders and and young people, so I think that was an interesting uh, movement in that sense. And uh, and on the other hand, uh, what was the effect of a COVID? I think it's so different uh, um, in in ev- every context. So um, uh, I have the idea, like we talk a lot about that, it's like a magnifying glass, uh, in in the sense that. Um, it, it magnifies that of what, what was already good, uh, but it also magnifies that what was not working and not going very well. Um, so uh, I think that's what also with that relationship-based youth ministry that you saw that um, because it was good, it actually only got stronger. And um, so that was, uh, and, and on the other hand, the ones that, uh, that it wasn't good, it, it, it really magnified that. The, the 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 disconnection in yeah. that sense
1: and and you talked uh, when you first started talking there you were talking about the um many different denominations many different mm. organizations sort of being able to come together and, and work in some kind of unity do you see that unity increasing you know do you see a more mm. of a willingness for for church, particularly like post-pandemic but also just maybe is that where the 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 crisis narrative has taken us to more denominations and, and organizations working more closely, or is that idealistic?
2: Oh, I, I wish it would be, but I'm, uh, ooh, I don't know. Let me think of that. Um, I, I think actually that the funny thing is I'm uh, in, the, in this position at the Dutch EA, um, I, I'm, I'm just three years now in this, uh, in this role. And what I thought was very funny to hear was that uh, um, the youth ministry network that we had was, uh, is now about 10 years old, um, uh, maybe a little bit more. But what I learned from my, the, the people before me was that they said before um, lots of youth ministry organizations felt like they were, com- um, um, was it called, competitive uh, to, to other organizations. And um, uh, held, uh, weren't very much on, on working together. And you see that that is something that has changed in the past uh, 10, 20 years, that uh, especially our generation it's really like, why wouldn't we work together? Um, uh, so I think that it's, a, a, it's something that already started way before COVID. Um, I actually have the idea that lots of uh, churches actually went more back inside instead of working together. So somewhere I hoped it would uh, connect churches going like, oh, well, we're uh, in this together and let's just see what we can do together. But uh, I see actually more the tendency to go back to your own group and how, how can we do this as a church? Um, but on organization level, I think there are some beautiful, um, um, stories to tell on, on people going, to, uh, working together. So like uh, that last month, there was like this um, uh, initi- initiative of uh, a few youth work organizations who said, okay, we need to give uh, a positive um, uh, impulse to young people, but also to youth ministers. So how can we do that? And they did uh, like a huge uh, uh, campaign where all young people were were uh, called to to uh, brings bring positivity in their neighborhood, and uh, they all did all these crazy things, from um, telling uh, the minister they love him, or to picking up uh, waste on the streets, or all these kind of different jabs of positivity. That was the old idea. So you do see those those organizations organizations working together, uh, I think. But on on local, I I do feel like it's even more on inside and more. I think it's really silos. important to
1: say that. It's really important to say that because we can have very idealized mm. kind of thoughts about what what's happening, but if it's not happening on the ground, mm. that, then you can't tell that story. No. Um, uh, so I've I've been to the Netherlands mm. once, and I came to see a uh, enormous youth event. That took oh. place in a football stadium oh, so it's the
2: yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. Glad I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said that i'm glad you said that because i've never i've never been able to say it but i went to that and it was huge yeah. like i've never seen anything like that outside of america really um and so is that that's still going as it was a few years ago well with covid going. it
2: didn't uh, no i imagine yeah.
1: they couldn't hold it but but that seemed that seemed to me like such a sign of of spiritual life among you know in young people in in the netherlands so so what is that is that just a very high concentration of all the all the christian kids but, coming together i mean it seems to me it, it seems so positive
2: uh yeah well it is it is always an awesome uh, event and um uh, i do think that it's it it really grew in name uh, but they i must say they do also uh, they've gone gotten smaller so we we are uh, I, I don't know how, how long Ao Youngerodach actually exists, but uh, I, I remember in my day when I was young, it was there and it was huge. Um, so uh, it, it's something that has already gone few generations of young people, and uh, it still really is a, a, a big thing within uh, the Netherlands. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think there were maybe thirty thousand people there the yeah. year that I went. So, which just you know we don't have anything of that scale in in the UK. So 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 just. In that vein, then, just finally, um, what are some of the sort of signs of hope and encouragement? And because we we've been very honest and realistic about some things, but what are some of the things that 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 do get you out of bed in the morning and make you think, okay, there's some good stuff going yeah. on in youth ministry?
2: Well, I do think that that um, uh, I think the um, the interesting thing is that when when uh, secularization is at it's low, is that somewhere all these um, uh, false ideas of what your impact is, uh, falls away, and you're so dependent on what God, uh, where God leads you. So I think that is one of the things that really see the hope that I see a whole new generation, um, not in uh, not thinking of um uh, we as christian have influence on society um or uh, how do you say that
1: um uh, yeah yeah well impact yeah yeah, I, mean, yeah. But, I love what you're saying by the way i just want to <laughs> underline everything you're saying there Yes. Yeah. keep going
2: yeah because because that i think that's interesting that you you start to see that you're a, a mon- minority instead of a majority and um i think that is so powerful because uh the church started as a minority group uh, and somewhere in the line that we went bigger and and well we know all the 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 mess ups we we uh, made uh, as christians in that position of power and now we are in the west now back to a position of minority and um, I think that that is something as that actually gives me hope in the sense that we are more dependent on what God, where God's going to lead us and um, uh, way more focused on um, what was actually the story of Jesus. What is uh, the gospel? And it goes way back more to the, the basics of faith. And that is actually what I see. So the, the interesting thing is like we have loads of denominations and they all go... Uh, uh, in the history of, like, no, we had it, have it right. No, we have it right. And now you see a movements of, well, um, uh, t- t- seeing Jesus as the center and moving towards uh, the center. And so you see, like, even if you have these different denominations, um, sometimes you you can't tell in which denominations they are because uh, they all have this this um, tendency to 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 focus more to uh, to Christ. So um you could be like in the protestant church uh, and it would feel like an evangelical church and so the the, the boundaries are getting uh, blurry and um i think that is also the effect of a secularized um uh society that you just you have to go back to the the the, the core why are we church and um uh, and what has god um what plans have, has God for the Netherlands in that sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Rather than what plans do we have? Which is mm. what what you do when when you have the the power. I love that first thing you said. You know, but we used to be able to hide our failure. Mm. We used to be able to hide, you know, things not that, that didn't really go anywhere because we were big and people just assumed, oh, these these strategies, these plans, these things, these resources, they're having a great impact. Mm. Uh, because there was no way of kind of seeing that, that, that actually they weren't. And now w- with everything being stripped away, mm. you are much more reliant on on God and, and the realization that we don't have all the answers. I love
2: yeah. that. And I do think maybe this has a bit to do with it, but I also see a movement within churches as is realizing that uh, young people walking away uh, from church is not the problem of the young people, but the problem of the church community. Uh, so so in, in in the past, we tend to, to look at uh, young people and going like, OK, we need to do something um, uh, to get those young people back. And now I see a movement going like, oh, wait a minute. We need to uh, think, look at ourselves to see, like, what kind of community are we? Are we a community of Christ? Because young people walk away because the community is not the Christ-centered uh, community that they see. So, uh, especially uh, young adults, like 70 to 30. And that is what uh, I see the movement going, like churches going like, okay, but if we say that we are a community of Christ, what does that mean and how we do with the things that we are in as church? Uh, Because that is the reason that lots of young people are going away. So it's not that we're trying to get back young people, it's how can we be better uh, communities of Christ? And the young people will come back if they if we are better at that instead of being focused on getting young people back.
0: If you were listening to this in real time, it would be a Monday. And if there hadn't been COVID and lockdown and you were coming to satellites, you would be doing that last minute running around getting the consent from young people that haven't given their consent yeah. yet and you'd be realising you haven't got quite a big enough gazebo to feed them all in and your cook has just like bailed at last minute so there would be a madness going on but of course it's not happening this year no but it's happening next year yeah. martin tell us about satellites in a year's time
1: it's very exciting that we are a year to the day from the first satellites yeah. as we as we launch today's episode yes Yeah. um and uh and and obviously that's a bit bittersweet
0: yeah you know
1: because we we originally were thinking we might start it in 2020 and then obviously we couldn't and then we really thought we might start it in 2021 and we the rest is history we know what's happened yeah. we don't just go over it um but we are really we, we're really excited that it is now going ahead uh in august 2022 so a year from today the 9th of august to the 13th of august uh, you can be on site and oh, starting to weird. put your tent up.
0: Yeah.
1: And it'll be, yeah. We, it, I mean, it sort of feels a bit crazy.
0: And there's been loads of stuff on social media. I've been enjoying just scrolling through and seeing all the speakers that are already yes. confirmed and Well, the good up. thing
1: is, of course, we had them all booked in for last year. So we, <laughs> we just, just rang them up and said, hey.
0: <laughs> we just changed the number at the end. Yeah,
1: exactly. Can, can we just edit your contract? And they, they didn't notice. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've got some brilliant people coming to speak, and some of them will be very familiar to you. So, uh, Miriam Swanson's coming yeah. to speak. She's going to fly over from the, the states where she now lives, uh, and she's coming to, to speak. Rachel Gardner
0: yes.
1: is on the ticket. That's I've seen. How yeah. we got you, honestly. That was a. When I saw the uh, the rider form, I was like, really, oh, really <laughs> only orange smarties.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you got them, so I'm in.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Andy Croft's with us, who, you know, of course, will be very familiar from other events that have been held on that showground in previous years. And then we've got some new voices as well. I'm really excited that Lauren Windle's going to be joining us. Mm-hmm. Lauren is a, a, a TED uh, speaker who has written a brilliant book, Notes on Love. She's just written for Vogue. She's writing for The Amazing. Sun and all sorts of other interesting publications at the moment. She's a really interesting new voice. It's brilliant to have her in. Um, Aaron Nyagam from Fusion is another really prophetic, interesting person. Uh, Governor B yes, and Emma and Borkai Emma, as well yeah. uh, girl got faith as I think yes, she's known on yes. social media um you know coming to speak together and then um there's a couple of others I can't really talk about yeah
0: but you want to don't but you I really want to I mean you're mouthing them now so if anyone can hear <laughs> there it he goes. Yeah, there we go. There we are. I don't know if you caught that that's one. That
1: was gross. I shouldn't have done oh, wow, that. That
0: was horrible. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: On a hot, but it's sticky exactly day, that's horrible. a hot, what we sticky want.
0: day. But, but suffice to say, there's more time to get more exciting yeah. voices as well. So yeah, so we've exciting. got. We,
1: we, I think the way I'm approaching it, kind of trying mm-hmm. to bring people in, is if, if we ultimately have the same vision for this this week as you as a youth leader which is that we want your young people to come away. Here, you know, having heard people who have, have spoken something really deep and resonant into their into their lives, yeah. which makes sense, which which allows them to sort of take hold of a tangible, plausible, real faith and then take that back into their lives all year round. And it makes some impact and some difference. We don't want to put on a great show with some great famous people. You know, that would mm. that be the very opposite of what mm-hmm, we want to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we when I say we're excited about who we might bring in, there are one or two other voices on top of all those amazing yes, people that I've yes. talked about who, um, who I think would just be like the absolute best people in the world that I could put in front of my young people yeah. to talk to them about the values and the practices at the heart of, of everyday Christian faith. So um, so I'm I'm really excited about how it's coming together already. I know some of the the other stuff in terms of what we're, um, you know, the, the formative plans are some of the things that will happen around yep. the site. Um, and I hope, you know, I hope, suffice to say, it will feel quite festively yep. in places. I Good. think there'll be lots of fun, lots of like ways to express your faith, but also lots of ways to relax. We've got some amazing cafes. Oh, it's, some it's about of the, the sort of, cafes, it isn't it? It is about the cafes. Um, two other things just to mention quickly while they're on my, uh, my mind. If you're a youth leader and you have small children or medium-sized children, we're putting on a really involved children's program. So we're really investing in that. We're giving it one of the best venues on the site. And if you're a child at Satellites, you will go through the same program, the same value system. You'll be hearing the same gospel. And you'll be invited to respond to it, even if you're five or seven or nine, in an appropriate way. But we want to take those children through the same journey. The other really exciting for me thing for me is that um chris curtis of youthscape fame uh, has taken on the sort of organization of a sort of mini national youth ministry weekend that will happen across the week Ooh, fabulous. so if you're a youth leader yeah, yeah. you and your team can you'll have to take t- turns to which things you can go to but we'll put on seminars and coaching and there's a special
0: cafe that only you can go in Fantastic! it's like a hole through a hedge.
1: Exactly like Nobody that. It's like is. um at King's Cross Station the yes. platform between the two platforms. You
0: have to, oh I love that. Yeah, you have yeah. to run at it. It's yeah. a tree, and you Michelle, have to run at it. If you're a teenager, get out! So, no, we don't do that. So I we're going to the that. best
1: coffee on site. Oh, we'll be there. Of we'll course, be, because Chris is there. Of course. So the best yes. coffee on site and we'll a special place. Yeah. Um, we were coming up with all these names for it, like the escape room and stuff like that. <laughs> but we thought, well, that's probably gives the wrong impressions, <laughs> yes. the wrong connotations. But actually, sometimes you do just need somewhere to meet yes. up with another you youth do. leader, you, do. you know, or just some time out. And yeah. we're going to make that space for you. But but more excitingly, there's going to be a whole program for youth leaders in the in the event itself. So um, there's just loads of stuff and there'll be more we're that adding layers great. all the time that really excited great. about it totally
0: recognising that many people take annual leave from full-time jobs to come and bring young people absolutely. away and and might this might be your one chance of family holiday. so actually yeah. hearing that you're going to have input your children are going to have a fantastic time that's geared for them not just like oh well they're going to be around so let's stop them lighting fires can I just ask Talk about lighting fires I absolutely love fire pits yeah I love fire
1: pits great
0: we have lots of fire pits. Shall we
1: have a big fire pit called Rachel's Fire Pit? <laughs> yes. And you just host it. I love and it. And you, t- you sign all the forms about, you yeah. know, any danger that might happen, mm. public liability,
0: yeah. all that. Yeah, I'll you. do all that. And we just have Rachel's Fire Pit. I actually set up a fire recently in our garden. Right. <laughs> and uh, we live... I, yeah, I mean, this is terrible to admit it on, on uh, national national media. National, national radio, media On the BBC. <laughs> um, but I, I, I said to my kids... Listen, mummy has been chopping down lots of foliage in the garden. I'm going to light some fires. You guys with me. They came, we lit fires. I was like, oh, this firewood's really dry. It lights fast, doesn't it, kids? Right, let's all step back, kids. Still got your eyebrows? Brilliant, still got your eyebrows. Right, the fire has gone down. Now. I can tell it's gone down because I can't see any flames. Go on, kids, let's just chuck it on the compost. Oh, no. At which point, <laughs> some neighbours came running oh, over. Oh, gosh. What are you doing? Stop! Stop, what are you doing? So... I've got to know the neighbours really well <laughs> in our new part of Blackburn. As I'm wearing heels, they're like, "Are you, are you going out to work?" I was like, "No, I'm just doing some gardening." They're like in those, yeah, in those. That is <laughs> so there we go. So I think I'm just the right person to oversee the fires. Can and I? And can I do supplies.
1: my? Can I do my ask? Yes, go on. I'm going to do my ask. So uh, it's really hard to think now ahead to uh, a whole year yeah. and think about next. Uh, next summer yeah but let me just do my plea as do the it, organizer of this it. thing it would help us so much if group leaders particularly would book in one ticket now mm. and set up their group because 25 quid mm-hmm. you just go to we are you register you start a new group that's pretty much all we need you to do at this stage you can pay that off in installments for the next year if you want to mm-hmm. um, It's really easy to buy tickets. But, um, but just that would help us to know the scale of event that we're planning yes. because people are I, I keep running into people who go oh, yeah I'm coming to Satellites you wouldn't know I'm coming because I haven't booked a ticket yeah. and I think that's great I'm so glad you're coming but I'm also I don't know you're coming so yes. that means you know I can only plan so much and so the earlier we know the sort of size and scale of this thing, the better. So just bear in mind, I sat with a youth leader the other day and talked to them about this in, in, just in my local area. And she said, oh, I've just realized you're not trying to sell me something. Mm. You're on our side. Yes. Like You just want the same thing we do. Yes. want. Oh, you just want to see youthly young people, disciples. Yes. You just want to see young people come to know Jesus and know what it means for them to put God at the center of their lives all year round. Oh, it would actually really help you. If we booked ourselves in and then you knew we were coming, that would help you to get on with everything else. And I was like, yes,
0: yeah, good. exactly
1: that. Thank you. Yeah. Has she booked on? I hope she's listening.
0: <laughs> we have ways of finding out. Guys, it's been amazing being in Holland and just connecting with what God's doing elsewhere. And we just pray multiple blessings over you. And book on because we just love these opportunities to do this together, don't we? To mix together and to raise this generation to love Jesus. So take care, guys. Go do it.